A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that this December puts two Christmas movies with loads in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. Because it's this year's final Merry Clashmas Christmas Countdown! Ho ho ho, this week in the Red Corner. Christmas is a time for tradition, and these three's regular holiday season tradition is to go out and get wasted on Christmas Eve and try and find the most legendary party ever, the mysterious Nutcracker Ball. Seth Rogen leads the gang as they hit the town for 2015's The Night Before. While in the blue corner, have you had your work Christmas drinks yet? Chances are they'll pale in comparison to one of the most legendary parties ever put on screen. These lots aren't searching for a party. They're creating one from the ground up. Jason Bateman and TJ Miller are organising 2016's Office Christmas Party. Was the night before Christmas and all through the borough. The children were snuggled, their presents wrapped thorough. But this tale's not about presents or Santa or ponies. It's about three dudes, three bros, three ride-or-die homies. Gentlemen, 14 years ago to this very night, I lost my parents. You guys have been with me every single Christmas since then. It's Christmas. We should celebrate, they said. Just a little get-together for the employees. Have a few drinks. Blow off a little steam. Nothing crazy. Merry Christmas, Jeremy. Great night, huh? This is a sample cheese board for a holiday mixer tonight. I'm sorry, you're having a Christmas party tonight? It's not happening. All right, it's canceled. So, it's a Christmas carnage clash this week, but which film is better? Let's find out together. Welcome to the final clash of the titles, Merry Clashmas Christmas Countdown. Ho, ho, ho. Release the Kraken. Hello, Clash Butters. I'm going all in. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I know. Couldn't believe it. We'll talk when we get to that point. Okay. Because I'd love to know how you interpret that scene. <laughs> mm. uh, yes, good yeah. question. Sorry, good question. It is a good question. It's a good question. Uh, so, big news. It's the final uh, 
Clash of the Titles, Merry Christmas, Christmas Countdown. I bought Christmas hats. Yeah. I'm wearing a Christmas hat. I'm not. Why? I'm going to a Christmas party and it will ruin my hair. And I did say as you walked in, you look very nice today. You did, didn't you? Your Thank hair you. looks wondrous. I think I look like expensive, but I'm not. Mm. And that's good. That's great. Thank you. I mean, if you can look expensive without actually having to spend the money. I haven't spent the money. You haven't. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, don't tell people that, though. I don't think, oh, that, I can't help. If someone says, oh, that's a nice shirt, but like, it, was literally, it was almost, I found it in a bin. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't, right? No, I didn't find it okay. in a bin, but everything is secondhand. <laughs> okay. So, just so I understand, this is an absolute no to the Christmas hat. There's no point me trying to persuade you. No. I've got the headphones on now as oh, well. Fine. So. Oh, fine. Fine, fine, fine. And also, uh, how make you, your head hot. How, how did you describe uh, your look when you're wearing a hat? It looks like a dog wearing a hat. Yeah, I'll try and do an impression. I don't normally look at the camera, but you know when you put a hat on a dog and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Same with sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're going to a Christmas party tonight. I'm going to Christmas karaoke, Christmas which karaoke. befittingly is one of our Christmas traditions. Oh, lovely. As per the night before, it's a bit. It's a bit of a trust exercise, isn't it? Doing karaoke with someone I find don't do it with just anyone no so no. we've got to have a circle of trust and we even only do it together after we've imbibed bottles of tequila yeah yeah we do what are you singing uh, so it, because it's the Christmas edition we do karaoke probably about four times a year mm. this is our Christmas edition right. as you might expect so I'm going in um, what's it called underneath the tree Kelly Clarkson that's my opener no Kelly Clarkson that gets the, brings the energy up because unusually for a song it starts with the chorus <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You've, I uh, thought about it. You've taken some science to karaoke. Yes, because you've got to be like, come on, guys. I mean, not that people need encouragement when we're in there. Then I thought... Um, I don't know that song. Give me a, give me a blast of the chorus. Here, something, something, it's a Christmas, something. You know you're going to have to do better than that. They're on the telly. Underneath the tree. Oh, yes. You do know it. I do. I do. Uh, it's actually a good song. It's fantastic. Good, good for a recent Christmas We'll do song. Mariah, obviously. Oh, of course. We'll do Stay Another Day just to end the night right. that's really that's a bit, everyone starts yeah. to cry another rock and roll Christmas no not that one no really? definitely not um, <laughs> and then <laughs> oh, that's nice thanks oh what a lovely lovely picture you've painted to start <laughs> off this final Christmas clash so it is just us two of Santa's little helpers running the workshop this week supposedly making toys for the kids but in reality smashing back the eggnog and eating brandy butter from the tub Merry Christmas Welcome to part one of the Night Before versus Office Christmas Party. If you are new to the show, this is how it works. We'll be doing the Night Before today, an Office Christmas Party on Thursday, at which point we shall declare which is the better film. So, the clue from last week's show was... I can't remember. Uh, I was quite pleased with myself, wasn't I? I... Oh! Christmas is wasted on you! Brilliant. Thank you. Brilliant. I never remember. Uh, Chris did not follow that up on Twitter because he's busy working out his naughty and nice list. So your guesses were on the guest list at our Twitter, where we are at ClashPod, also on Instagram and TikTok, at ClashPod. Well done to Joseph Connors. It never James, but it pours. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Richard Hockney, I am Grout, Marion Bode Fitzsimmons, Robert Farley, Dave Thompson and Tim Wilkins, but our winner this week is 
Gary. Yeah. <laughs> One of the 237 Garys who listen to the show. Congratulations, Gary. Your prize is a box of all the drugs in the world, except the proportions are all off, so you've got a quarter of a pill and 20 sachets of Lemsip. Have fun. <laughs> Connection section. Drugs. Drugs. Yeah, Coke. Drugs. Uh, Gillian Bell is in both these films. So is, so is Randall Park. Yeah. Uh, eggnog. Mm. Uh, fast cars. Car crashes. Car crashes. Uh, standing out on a rooftop and being like, oh, I'm on a roof. <laughs> Very American Be, thing to do. Being what? Go, oh, I'm on the roof. <laughs> it's a place to contemplate. Why? Yeah, I know. I, I don't think I've ever contemplated on a roof. Well, we don't have roofs like they do in America. We do not. Ours are all at an angle. You're likely to slip off We're always tiles. contemplating trying to shoulder barge someone else out of the way for an Uber. That's where I do my thinking at this time of year. Really? Are you not focused on the shoulder barging? <laughs> it just comes so naturally. <laughs> Doesn't require any you, thought. You can be shoulder barging an old woman out of the way while simultaneously Thinking, having what, a moment. What happened tonight? Mm. <laughs> uh, karaoke? Yeah, epic. So building to the epic party scene. Mm. Thing. Yeah. Famous sports people oh, at yeah. party. Ugh, I don't like that. Mm. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's all I've got. Okay, well, I'll end on a high. Toilet sex. Yes. Yes. Mm. Sorry, I had to think. Yes. Yep, okay, yep. fine. Now take a dump. <laughs> it uh, doesn't belong in a Christmas movie, I'm Not sorry. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And for more on that, do listen to last week's episodes. Uh, right then, let's get into this. On Thursday, I'll be attending one of cinema's truly great parties, which means today, probably because I'm not with her, V is struggling to get into the most exclusive party in town. <laughs> okay. When are you not with me? <laughs> uh, right then, V, takes on a journey. Three friends who only seem to see each other at Christmas, therefore stretching the definition of what it means to be a friend, see each other at Christmas for one last big night out. But it means more to Ethan than it does to the other two because long ago when he had a wig, his parents were killed on Christmas Eve, which understandably kind of wrecked it for him. But Isaac and Chris said, we're your family now. From now on, we'll take care of you and see you once, maybe twice a year to make sure you're okay. Tonight, there's the added thrill of finally getting to go to the Nutcracker Ball, which is like Tiger Tiger, but James Franco is there. Mm. But Miley Cyrus is there too, which is nice. Isaac gets wasted because he's Seth Rogen and that's never not fun. Chris leaps across rooftops because Avengers and Ethan gets the shit kicked out of him for being too Joseph Gordon-Levitt about proceedings. I am not a fan of violence, but man, this kid had it coming. Michael Shannon saves the day as a creepy, intense angel. The women are unfailingly understanding about absolutely everything. Isaac misses Christmas morning with his wife, which in this universe is fine, and everyone grows up because this is a Seth Rogen thing and that is never not fun. Oh, that's there we nice. are. This is the second time I've seen this film. Okay. Yeah, it was a Chris Tilly recommendation for last year. Oh, no. Sorry, that's a lie. He oh. was like, don't watch it because we'll do it on the podcast. And then I watched it anyway. <gasps> I've just remembered. <laughs> but now we are doing it on the podcast. We're doing it and he's not even here. He's not even here so for it. So it doesn't fucking matter. Yes, he recommended it. He said I would like it and I watched it and liked it. So oh, there we go. Yeah, oh, good. DJ. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I watched it once. At the cinema, when it came out, I think at a press screening, and I quite enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to. But actually, weirdly, this second watch, enjoyed it a lot more. Okay. Enjoyed it a lot more second time round. Okay. 
I'm gonna right. So this is the bit where I go. Let me tell you a little bit about it this is stuff. Which, and I am usually struggling anyway. Bah. But I tell you what, it is like the internet has been scrubbed. There's fucking nothing. <laughs> it's so boring. <laughs> so I'm going to do it because I don't want to like... Well, welcome welcome to Christmas. Yes, I don't want to, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of thing. Yep. I'll, I'll tell you what I've got, but it, oh man, it's dry. I mean, you were here when I did literally nothing on Violent Night last so week. So maybe there is a thread, which is if you've got a decent idea for a Christmas movie and you've got a star that can get it greenlit, it just gets greenlit and that's the story. Yeah. Because, you know, people go and see, people will watch absolutely anything at Christmas, which I yeah. fully support. Yeah. I mean, Netflix is taking the piss with that theory, but yeah, sure. I don't mind it. I'm, really? Yeah, I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. I just love all this sort of. I don't, when we did The Princess Switch, Yeah, that's, that that's exactly what was on my mind. I had a good time. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, and obviously, because of the star power involved in this and the producing and the writing and the directing and their box office record, I don't really see that they're going to have a problem getting this through. And the background research, quote marks, would testify to that because it just got greenlit. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going <laughs> to ask you. It makes you feel better. Yeah, I, got, I, don't, I, I don't feel bad. Okay, Carry on. great. Okay. <laughs> if it makes you feel constant. The same. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, go on. I have nothing for the office Christmas party. Because it's fuck all right. There's nothing yeah. on it. It's literally like some people had an idea. They'd made some other good movies. They made that movie. That's literally what I just said. That's Thursday's done. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you. I'll do it, but I will ask you first. What? Are you, hey, Alex, hmm. what are your Christmas traditions? Yeah, you messaged me, didn't you, over the weekend going, I'm- You're not supposed to say that. Oh. But carry on. It's I'm- meant to look all spontaneous and off the cuff. Like, because I'm a professional. Sure. So I'm throwing you the ball now. And you're like, oh, God, thanks for asking. Was not expecting that. <laughs> And then you just go, rah, 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 and it's super <laughs> profesh. All right. But you've wrecked it. Oh. So, I, yeah, I messaged you in the week uh, and I said, there's fucking nothing <laughs> on the night before. So just to forewarn you, I'm going to ask you what your Christmas traditions are. Say something funny. Mm. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Well, I guess the reason I was introducing the fact that you asked me previously was because I don't really have any. You didn't even prep. I messaged uh, you about a I've week got, ago. I've got a new one. I've got a new one. I found this amazing game. Uh, it's a card game. Yeah. And... I think it's a really fun game. Okay. It's called Ultimate Werewolf. Right. <laughs> and basically, it's all of you sitting around, and you get a card, and it tells you whether you're a werewolf. So you're not or working not. for Ultimate Werewolf, are you? Just, I'm not. just to check. All right. I'm not, although I would. Hello. <laughs> um, I, you're not working for Hasbro. So basically, then this you use this app, and it tells each character what to do. So you know whether you're a werewolf, and you're trying to turn other people right. into werewolves. Like, it's like Wink Murder. But, bit like Wink Murder, but yeah. way better. Sure. <laughs> way better. Yeah. Hello, Ultimate Werewolf. It's like Wink Murder, that great game. Imagine that, <laughs> dialed up to 11. <laughs> so uh, so I'll just, um, I'll give you a sample of what you're listening to as you're playing, which will hopefully give you an idea. Okay. Everyone, close your eyes, werewolves. Wake up and look for other werewolves. Oh, I'm looking for other werewolves. There is only one werewolf. You may look at a card from the center. Oh, how exciting is this already? <laughs> now you're looking at a card. What's my card? What's the card? Oh, there's another wolf in it. Close your eyes. I've got to close my eyes now. Alpha wolf. Alpha wolf. Wake up. <gasps> so this is my new Christmas tradition. It's playing Ultimate Werewolf, <laughs> available in all good gaming shops. Deeply suspicious of, of this exchange. <laughs> Deeply suspicious. You asked me for a tradition. Honestly, I have been playing tradition, it a lot. Tradition means something you always do, not something you've just started doing. Well, I doing. didn't have any traditions, so I've come up with a brand new one, Ultimate Werewolf. There's nothing you do at Christmas that you always do at Christmas, or you only do at Christmas. <sighs> I watched Scrooged. All right, fine. The bitch hit me with a toaster. 
That's the one movie that I watch every Christmas without fail. I've got a nice story. Well, great. I mean, I feel like this whole thing was a no, set that, of... I knew you'd think that, but it's not, because I struggled to write some, because I was like, as, as with your, yours, <laughs> mine is a little bit trite, but I've got some... Sorry, but I, sorry, I just need to know whether you think Ultimate Werewolf sounds like a great game. I do. I think it sounds a shit ton like Wink Murder. Right, but, but I, also great. I'm also against the sorry, sort I really of, need... I, you need the money. <laughs> I just need you to Me? say Werewolf... Oh, I see, <laughs> to fulfil your... Yeah. Um, I love the sound of Ultimate Werewolf. Great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. So good. Thank you for telling me about it in a really organic way. I know that word of mouth is the strongest form of advertising. It really <laughs> is. That's what they told me. That's what I found. That's yeah. I read somewhere. Don't call it paid for content. It's call not. it word of mouth it recommendation of, from a that's peer. All it is. I'm just a guy telling <laughs> just stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, when I was growing up, we, uh, my mum would always send, sorry, yeah, she would send me and my sister and my dad to the cinema to see whatever was on so that she could like do all the Christmas stuff. And so we always saw whatever was on. But he would take us to see something that we would not like cartoons. Like, I saw a lot of Bond films that way. Like, I've got fond <laughs> memories of GoldenEye. <laughs> it was just such a nice thing. Like, get out of the house, but go to the pictures. Because Lovely. you knew what was going on back at the house. It was yeah. being prepared Yeah, they loved Christmas. And you'd come home and it would all, I mean, it's a bit unfair to make mum do all of it I guess now in retrospect but it was nice yeah. I know and now it's karaoke with the grown ups that's fine yeah fine. We, you know, we evolve we change yeah we do yeah. you don't but I do no I know I know <laughs> oh right. well actually never played Ultimate Werewolf until Jeez, this year. that's, that's <laughs> growth <laughs> Oh yeah, if we compare it to Wink Murder, I've played Wink Murder, so yeah, it's a bit the All same. All right, I'm gonna honestly, I'm just gonna rattle through this, but don't look at me or laugh at me because it's actually quite embarrassing. Sure, this is another team effort from Jonathan Levine, Evan Goldberg, and Seth Rogen, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm thinking of Fifty Fifty, mm. which I've seen and I liked. Uh, so honestly, this is as much info as I've got. Jonathan Levine takes the idea for a Christmas movie to Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, and he goes. There's no Christmas movies aimed at our generation. And they go, oh, yeah, you're right. So would you write it? And he goes, yeah. And then Evan Goldberg also helps write and Kyle Hunter and Ariel Shafir. And that's it. That's it. That's the background. Uh, whatever. They all know each other, but they don't know Anthony Mackie. So they cast him. Brilliant, because they want him. Great. Uh, they know Lizzie Kaplan. So they cast her also. Now, the only thing that was slightly interesting is Nathan Fielder, because Nathan Fielder is more, much more well known to me now than he was then because of the rehearsal and mm. um, what's the thing on paramount now the oh the real estate thing which one's nathan fielder nathan fielder is the chauffeur the, oh, the red yeah, bull chauffeur driver yes so nathan fielder does these sort of awkward things where it's like is it real life is it not he's playing a character like the rehearsal oh, the thing yes, that Chris goes on about all the yes, time yes yes so there's this six minute promo movie which is nathan fielder in his persona which is comedy persona at the time was the he had this show called Nathan for you and it's like just awkward interviews so he interviews Seth Rogen Anthony Mackie and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and just asks them very uncomfortable questions about the movie <laughs> I mean it's all acted and it's quite funny and one of them is like I'm not really comfortable with these questions and he's like well, if the movie wasn't as bad as it is I wouldn't have to ask these questions <laughs> which is quite funny and a really brilliant bit about the female characters and Seth Rogen is going, well, I think the female characters, you know, there's a lot for them to do in this, which obviously I disagree with. And he's Nathan Fielder's like, oh, that's so good. So did they all get paid the same as you then? <laughs> <laughs> which, and it's all very silly, but I really liked it. So look that up if you like Nathan Fielder. And that genuinely is it. Now, the only thing that was interesting is there's an article in Variety pre the release of the movie. And, you know, they like to kind of guess at the gross that it will make, you know, they sort of like, this will probably do this kind of business. Mm. Their estimation 
during this article was it would probably be around the same as Neighbours, which was $150 million gross. Mm. But it actually made about 50. Cost 25 made 50. Really? So that's not smasheroo, is it? Like, no. it's fine. You know, everyone has a good time. There's nothing wrong with it. But it didn't go, like, through the roof. Not like Office Christmas Party. No. I made a fortune. Yes. Mm. So it's interesting. And I, I do have a theory as to why... Go on, I'm intrigued. Well, I feel like you, like my expectations were super high because Mm. of the talent and it didn't quite land for me because every single time someone's in a scene and I include the female talent, you know that they've been allowed to improvise and so you just expect every single scene to be the funniest thing in the world. And some of it's just quite pedestrian and it's fine and there are some flashes of really shocking humour like the blood in the martini drink and all of that but it's more the dialogue you're expecting that just that sort of zippiness and just absolute zingers and it's kind of fine and that's it I've got another theory go on no I'm going to do it when we come to it I don't want to go too early but I've got a theory why it falls flat and it's a big big misstep by this movie okay Mm. All right. well shall we talk about the film then bloody hell what a great idea oh my god should we make a podcast (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. It's 2001. We're on a downer because Ethan's parents are dead. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very big swing for a Christmas film, but fine. It's all right. His friends will be there for him. This section is in rhyme. I like that. I think it's cute. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It feels the night before Christmas, Mm. which is a rhyme, a poem, whatever. Tracy Jordan doing it. Morgan. Oh, God, yeah, because he calls himself Tracy Jordan to 30 Rock. I always got confused. It's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> I don't think it oh, does really? but you, you fellow did enough to pick me up on it. But Well, we, we agreed, didn't we, years ago, that we would do that in a gentle way. Was that too No, it was actually, felt, I felt really, really Held down free. Held down free. Thank yeah. you. Okay, that's mm. my aim. Um, the Nutcracker Ball is introduced, so it's this mythical party of, like, legendary mm. proportions. The boys can't find it. And then in the end of this section, Chris and Isaac had grown up so they probably wouldn't want to find it. This is the thing. Because I used to go out on Christmas Eve always. Mm. And then there comes a tipping point where you have just the worst Christmas day because you're so hungover. I was thinking about this. When you're sweating mm. over an oven trying to baste a turkey yeah. and you're sweating pure vodka and you're just like, what did I, why did I do that? And you just can't do it anymore. No. When you're responsibility free on Christmas Day, go out on Christmas Eve. Go have a good time. It used to but be. the like... minute you have to do things on Christmas Day, the minute people look to you. Yeah, it all ends. Oh, awful. And also, you know, if there's kids involved as well, like they're going to get up quite early and you can't be fucked off about it. <laughs> like it's not Christmassy to be like, go back to bed. So you just have to be on good form. You can have a little drink on Christmas Eve, but you can't go out till two in the morning. No. So this is the thing now. If someone was like, do you want to go to the Nutcracker Ball? I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I can, which is disappointing. I'd still go, actually. I'd make it work. It'd be all right. Fuck it. Let's do it now then. I think the Nutcracker Ball is shit. So do I. Right, that's my problem with this. I could, Chris, what a horrible looking party. Chris isn't here, so let's do the end now. Yay! The Nutcracker <laughs> Ball sucks balls. It is the worst on-screen party I've seen for quite a while. It looks half empty. Cheap. It looks rubbish. I don't even understand how that train system works. Imagine if you've got a queue. It's fine because they're late to it. So sure, three yeah. of them can get on the train. Imagine standing, queuing, waiting for the train to go up and down that stupid tunnel. But then you're queuing There's in There's loads a of shop. American football players there. <laughs> Miley Cyrus is the entertainment, so it's corporate. It's a corporate party. <laughs> Fuck this party. I know, and this says a lot about me, a lot that you know already. I was like, where's the bar? Because that's always really important. And someone goes past with a tray of drinks, I was like, at least the booze is free. 
Hmm. Oh yeah, and I that made me think. True. Oh, okay, maybe it's all right. It's just it's been running for so long. Like I think Michael Shannon, because it's his character, Mister Green, who set up the party. Yeah, and I think it's got bigger than he can really handle. I think he needs to hire in more people, or he's become a little bored with it now, and it, it's just by the numbers because this does not feel spontaneous, exciting, dangerous, anything that you want from a party. It doesn't. There's no, no edge to it. And you think of? Do you know, remember that episode of Succession where it's Kendall's fortieth? Think of that party. That looks fucking amazing. Like weird, amazing. Where he's built his own tree house so he can escape and all the symbolism and this doesn't this does look like quite a fancy tiger tiger in my opinion yeah so ethan's not grown up he's an elf what's tiger tiger <laughs> you don't know <laughs> <laughs> have you ever i don't know do you know what is it one of these places that like prince harry went to in no 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 it, there is there's one in piccadilly or there was there's definitely one in manchester it's like you would get super dressed up yeah. and there would be music and cheap drinks and it's it's a bar club venue right I wouldn't go in one anymore because it's like a lion's den in there of like lads. Oh, like so, revolution. It's, it's a lot like that to oh. me. I mean, that's my perspective, but yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the only time I've been beaten up as an adult outside yeah. of revolution. And this makes perfect sense. Mm. I used to love it in revolution though. Yeah. It was fun. I, mean, I had to get a whole tooth, in, a whole, this is an implant because he headbutted me and killed the tooth. Pop. Yeah. I had to intervene in a, not a fight, but just someone just hassling this woman out of Tiger Tiger. And I just had to shout down Piccadilly, leave her alone! <laughs> and she just ran off and I was like, run sister! But then I was like, oh, now I'm going to get killed! <laughs> did you? No, I didn't. He just stopped. But it's like he needed a drunk old woman, me, to stop hassling this pretty young girl who was not up for whatever he was suggesting. Some good she... things come with age then. Yeah. Anyway, back on track. So yeah. here we go. Chris, Isaac, Ethan... They're going to get together. This is going to be their last, their, by joint um, agreement, it's their last Christmas Eve like this. So I was surprised they kind of told Ethan, there's obviously a story beat in there where they say, this is the last one, by the way. And he's like, oh, I had no idea. But he's on board. Isaac's having a baby. Chris, I was unsure. So is he just too famous now that he wouldn't want to hang out on Christmas Eve? What's his deal? Like, I didn't ever get it. Like, he's like, this is the last one, by the way, because I'm a sports star. And I've, but I've been a sports star. I think it's what you just said. I think because you see him, there's a, a latest scene where they're walking down the street and he's got his hood up, like, pulled right far yeah. forward. So, so I he think, doesn't want to be friends with them, really. I think it's more the fact that, well, actually, because he loves being hassled by fans, doesn't he? He loves it. He gets he off has on it. rampant sex with one of them. He so, does. Yeah. yeah. Her name, her character's name is Rebecca Grinch. Yes. I like that. I quite like that. I like it. So this is where Anthony Mackie says, I'm going all in. Yeah about a conversation that he's going to have with Ethan about perhaps them not doing the tradition anymore. Is that yeah. what it's about? Something like that. Yeah. So what did you take from that? Well, this is where we fall out. There is another meaning, which is I'm just going to go for it. Mm. I'm going to do, I'm going to not hold back. But when I was younger mm. to do this for the thousandth time, mm. I didn't know that. I don't think it was common parlance back in whatever, 1997 to mean, I'm going to do this. Mm. I thought it meant your penis had gone in. <laughs> so that's the problem. It doesn't work in this context at all. You'd say, Chris, why do we need to know about your penis? What's, what's that about, man? But now it means, hence your confusion, mm. I'm all in means I'm going to go for it. But it didn't mean that in the full Monty. But yeah. in the full Monty, it, it, he is using the classic term that you thought it meant as a child, even though there's no evidence to support this. Mark Addy means he is retracting his penis inside himself, not by choice. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Right. We've spoken about it so much. I don't even know what I mean anymore. Okay. Like, no, I just. This is like 1984. Like, nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> I mean, for more on this, uh, do listen to our full Monty episode where we can really get. I might into listen to it. it to hear my naive, wide eyed innocence. No, I just thought the way he says it, it might actually back up your oh, wow. insane theory about a man's penis retracting inside himself. Merry yeah. Christmas, by the way. Um, <laughs> because he says, I'm going all in, balls and all. Oh, yeah. Which makes me think, God, maybe Vicky had a point. He's yeah. retracting not only his shaft, but his entire <laughs> scrotum <laughs> inside his body. To protect it, mm. because it could get damaged. Because he's about to confront Ethan about something, and so he doesn't want to have any fragile elements Sensitive of his person. Parts. Exactly. Well, there we are. So Things you... can be more than one thing. Oh, God. It's true, though. <laughs> it's true, though. You're yeah, no. not exactly consistent. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am. Yeah, more than most. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I'll, I don't know. I'll I don't know. But we'll, let's not look at that. Right. All right, so Betsy gives her husband drugs because men wrote this. And then we see their Christmas traditions. Do you not believe a, a wife would ever give? I will come to it in my chain. Great. But briefly, not a fucking chance. Okay. And actually, the logic of it is shit because the reason she wouldn't do it actually happens in the fucking film itself <laughs> it's fucking stupid so fal schwartz the piano but ha 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 is a kanye song instead fine whatever I like it's it. it's it's cute. I mean, there's so much love for this cast that you are happy to watch them do sure. that. But there's not much in it as a joke, no. especially if you don't know the song. Um, I did read that eating at a Chinese restaurant on Christmas Eve is a New York thing. I oh, didn't, okay. Don't know. I'm going to New York. Oh my God, you are! I am, yeah, so uh, I'll find out. Have fun! Thanks. So are you going to be there on Christmas Day? No. Oh. No, but I'll ask. I can still ask people. I'm sure they know about the run-up to Christmas. I'll I'm sure a, they do. <laughs> I'll ask a New Yorker. I don't need to be there on Christmas Eve and like press my yeah, face against the glass There's a whole Christmas industry in Mr. New York. Wong's. So yeah, I'll just, you'll be fine. I'll, yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Are you going to do... Well, what, are you going to do some traditional New York yeah, Christmas things? I'm going to go to the Rockefeller tree. Yeah. Going to walk around Central Park. Oh, you know, that's so all nice. that crap. Okay, bring me a present. Uh, good. So I was just... I've written, You'll be upset by this. Christmas Eve food, my tradition, prawn ring. <laughs> that's the thing that I like to enjoy on Christmas Eve. The cheaper, the better, quite frankly. A cheap prawn ring? Yeah, yes, You please. don't want to go cheap with seafood. <laughs> yeah, but what are you doing? Mine would have been frozen and then defrosted, and so it's fine. Okay, okay sure. <laughs> yeah. So Don't leave it out, obviously. Don't, don't roll that dice, but... I've never had a prawn ring in my entire life. Delicious. So, so weird. Very watery. <laughs> and then traditionally, like, you've got this pot of sort of, I always say this, and it makes you want to throw a blood warm sauce in the middle, this sort of seafood. Jesus Christ. What the fuck are you talking about? What's watery? What's the watery well, bit? If you prawns, bite into a prawn and it's there's the, like bursts of water. Because they're so cheap to start with. And then they've been like blast frozen and then hastily defrosted. There's just a lot of water on them. No one rinses them because they come in a presentation plastic ring. So you don't want to lift the prawns off and rinse them because that defeats the point of having bought a pre-made ring. Right. So they just sort of melt onto this black sheath thing. Mm. And then you dip them in the seafood sauce and um, then it's Christmas. 
Well, you certainly don't have the same relationship with prawn rings as I do with Ultimate Werewolf, because no one who listens to this episode <laughs> is ever eating a prawn ring. They again. are already eating a prawn ring. I expect these are my people. <laughs> is it? Uh, is it the prawn cocktail? The classic prawn cocktail? The the, the Mary what's it called? Mary Rose. Mary Rose. Rose sauce. I do love a prawn cocktail at Christmas. This is something that has not. We haven't been able to gel. The prob- <laughs> you haven't been able to define. <laughs> we don't know what the sauce is. No one does. It's just prawn ring sauce. It's just pink it doesn't sauce. exist outside the prawn ring. It's just I've made a fancy one with vodka in it before because I'm like that. Crompton family tradition, prawn cocktail at Christmas, Parsons family tradition, why are you doing this? And I forced (laughs) them. The first year we did Christmas all together, I was like, now everyone sit down and have a fucking prawn cocktail and I don't want to hear a word about it. And then you could see them being like, what is she doing? But it's like, shut the fuck up, it's traditional. So now I make us have that, uh, yeah, Christmas Eve. Prawn cocktail, prawn ring, whatever. Okay. But prawns in some fashion. Oh, I tell you what, I've thought of a tradition from your question earlier. Go on, robot. What is it? Um, I make. I always make poinsettia the cocktail because it's right. really easy. Go on. Uh, it's 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 in Nigella's Christmas book, which I own. <laughs> Good. I didn't nick it. Yeah. I bought it. Yeah, I've used some of her recipes. Not all of them. Some of them are a bit twatty. You've just used the drinks one. <laughs> I've used the drinks one. No, I like her Brussels sprouts that are with chestnuts fried mm. in, um, in butter. That's quite nice. Um, but yeah, Poinsettia is uh, it's uh, Prosecco, yep. cranberry juice yep. and Cointreau. Oh, yes. Lovely. That's lovely. Gets the Christmas day started. <laughs> Gets it started. Oh, I'd have that. I'd have that all day. Right, so Chris wants to get his sports teammate some weed. Now, I thought I remembered, but it must be from another film, that the payoff for this was going to be like a racist thing where the white teammate was like, I asked you to do that. It became clear that he'd been asked to do it because he's black. Mm. And he would be like, oh, the disappointment. I thought you were my friend, but you're just doing this. You're asking me this Mm. because you're racist. That's not in there. So that's somewhere else, presumably, but never mind. Yeah. So the real point of the weed is to meet Mr. Green. Funny name. Fun. I don't know what to say. Like this, this man, this he's just soaked in weed. You can smell the weed. You can smell that kind of filthy hat he's got on. And he's very, I mean, he plays a dealer perfectly because he's either exploiting the power of being a dealer, which is you have to do what they say if you want the stuff, or he doesn't know about it, which is kind of sad as well. But it's just incredible just being stuck in that car with him. It's Michael Shannon as well, being Michael Shannon about everything. Yeah, He's so good when he says, do you want to come to a party? It's not in my car. It's a real party. (laughs) It's nice. (laughs) Um, Oh, hang on. Yeah, fine. Let's do a break. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Okay, right. So getting the weed is a bit of an interlude. Fine. So public karaoke, I would never... I know, I have just said I would never do public karaoke. Mm. So that's a big difference to me because it's... The, for me, and when I'm doing it with you, it's the same thing. It's the catharsis of anonymity and shouting and no one can see you shout it's not about not it just i can't sing for shit as you know mm. i don't want anyone else to see that i feel that phones should be taken off a person before you i've never you got enter. my phone out in karaoke it's yeah. not me it's not you either i think it should be enforced because someone goes in the moment this will be funny in the moment and it's it never not funny. is it's never funny i never I want to see it genuinely believed i could sing acdc and it's a, a man like screeching into a microphone but that's the point in that space we're like yeah, you can. Yeah. Oh my God, why are you so good at this? You don't mm-hmm. want to see how shit it was, really. No. You don't want to see your drunk self. We're not. Well, it wasn't that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was pretty. I mean, it wasn't AC Gracie level, but it was. <laughs> no. like, it was a good cover band, like a tribute band, almost. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, that's not what I think about myself, but there yeah, we are. Well, it's, I mean, I mean, I, I think you are a great singer. Thank you. <laughs> right. Anyway, so Diana's here. Uh, fulfilling the role of just funny enough that will sketch in the attraction and personality ex-girlfriend. Isaac makes a video where he calls his unborn child the (laughs) C-word. Great. Very funny. Good. Uh, And then bleeds in uh, Diana's friend Sarah's drink. (laughs) This is what I mean about the improv. I don't don't know if this line is improv. When Mindy Kelling says, oh, it tastes like pennies, that's really funny. Mm. But there's just not enough lines like that because you've got these two people and you know how funny they are and you just expect so much more. It's not their fault, you know. It's just, it's quite average, apart from it tastes like pennies, which is really funny. And the whole setup itself, actually. So I'm being super judgy because I just wanted more laughs. I'd have liked to have seen some of the outtakes at the end, like they do in Office Christmas Party. Oh, I'm cute, a big yeah. fan of seeing improv outtakes and just watching a comic. Like, Yeah, in, watching the process a little yeah, bit. Just yeah. watching them go through everything and when they lose their way and when they've tried something out and yeah. it hasn't worked or when people are, end up laughing. I like, I'm like a big fan of bloopers. Yeah, me too. We lose the weed. So Isaac is back again with Mr. Green. Has his vision of the future, which is his daughter stripping. (laughs) Now, that's fine. The thing about this film, and I will come back to it when I talk about Betsy at the end, his dad anxiety, unusually, is him being too prepped (laughs) and having read all the books. (laughs) When normally, that's not really the thing that people are going to... like. You don't normally get anxious that you're like, I'm too ready for this. (laughs) I just think that's a bit fucking cheeky. It's uh, easy, I mean, I get you want to subvert the expectation, which is like shit dad or whatever. But at the end, basically, his wife, who's in hospital, having nearly had their baby and he's not there. Hmm. And she's like, I just need you to relax because I'm shit at this too. It's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Uh, Ethan wants Diana Did Mark back. read a lot of books or did you do most of the reading or did neither of you read any books? I read two books with about a week to go and I wish I hadn't <laughs> because one of them, I shouldn't name it because she'll probably sue me into a fucking hole, but it was the most damaging thing I've ever read in my life and it ruined me for about two months. Oh my God. God. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I can't imagine breastfeeding. And I, I don't know whether you can draw a little scale on the breast just to see how much, like, it's decreased in size. <laughs> it's you know, just to give you a rough idea of how much yeah. milk is inside I the just baby. think it's so hard because there is another school of thought, which is like, you just do what the baby wants all the time, you know, baby led parenting. Mm. And that kind of works. But if you've got another one that isn't going to work, you've got shit to do. But there's a nice middle ground. But you don't sell books by having a nice middle ground, 
don't you sell books by being like this is the Militant. thing you do yeah and I do you know if I want to get on my high horse which I probably do well, when don't you yeah quite you know mm. so there is a whole industry built on rinsing anxious people for money when they've had 20 minutes sleep and I think it's fucking scandalous frankly. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah yeah I mean I didn't train Simon very well this is the only comparison I have yeah I mean like now he barks when he wants food I feed him. Is that not normal? Not really. Oh. You should tell a dog when it has its food. and Because at three in the morning oh. when he's like, I want feeding now! And I'm like, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on my way, Jamie. Jamie, I'm coming. I'm Does coming. he eat in the night? What a weirdo. <laughs> no, no, he's actually quite good. He only barks in the night when he wants to go out because there's a fox in the garden. There was a fox in the garden the other night. It was just sitting there staring at him and it was taking the fucking piss. <laughs> it was just looking at him because it knew he was behind the door and he was going mad. He was like... Rrr, rrr, scratching his paws up and down the glass I'm like fine go out and pretend you're going to catch it oh (laughs) did you not catch it no because you never caught anything because you're rubbish at catching stuff I met another whippet owner they were like oh how many squirrels has he got I'm like how many squirrels has yours got because it's one more than that (laughs) no and they're like really I'm like the fuck do you mean really like it's a good thing no and he's yeah. like yeah no it's a good thing because then they get the bloodlust I'm like the what, the what? The what? <laughs> even even if it's a stranger and they've got a dog and you're like we're talking because we're dog walkers when a stranger says bloodlust to you mm. it's quite disconcerting it's unnerving mm. yeah it's not what you're expecting no um, right so Isaac he gets a dick pic he's quite into it uh, oh, this is great, this exchange. Yeah, it's cute. I mean, he's just so likeable, like Seth Rogen. Like in, you have to be super careful it doesn't come off homophobic. Mm. But it doesn't. I think it doesn't. I mean, it's, it's the fact that he's slightly wasted and he's sort of having a conversation with himself about whether he does want to suck a dick. Yeah, it's you funny. You've never thought about it before. <laughs> like, don't ever, you know, why never say never? Because he deals with it in such a matter of fact way. Like someone's going, do you want a prawn ring? You know, <laughs> do I want a prawn? Ring? I've never had a prawn ring with some mysterious sauce. <laughs> uh, Chris sees the Grinch. She pinched his weed, so she sticky bandits him and micro machines him. So a lot of Christmas films just got Home Alone was a brilliant Christmas, but no one cares. Like I like it. I'm like, hooray! Yeah, second week in a row. Alone. Second week in a row with an homage. Let's call it to yeah. Home Alone. So the, the point of the beat is that the gang have split up. So for Ethan, who is the most into this night it's all falling apart because their priorities are different so Ethan is all alone this scene right so he hassles these two Santas he gets into a fight now I should say I do love Joseph Gordon-Levitt I do I think he's brilliant I always like him but both times I've watched this I agree with the orthopaedic surgeon because it's the writing's so good here this is about something else this isn't about you not liking Christmas so I see Ethan as the aggressor and that makes me feel uncomfortable because it doesn't gel with like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt thing like he's a he's picking a fight with someone mm. never done anything to him but it's a good scene it's complex it's all the themes of the movie because then when he says um, one of the bad centers says, "You're all alone. We're friends. We're even dressed the same. Where are your friends?" That's really good. Like he has been left all alone, and this is about something else, and it does piss him off. And he doesn't win the fight, which I do think is important. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't know. I'm weird about street-based violence. So yeah, it's a, it's an odd scene because he does get the shit kicked out of him. But it's also Jason Manzukas who yeah, I think he's is great. so good, so good, and Jason so good Jones with, as well, with very little to play with. Yeah, it makes a lot good. from that tiny little part. Mm. Yeah, um, it's a bit like who we're going to talk about on Thursday, TJ Miller, just funny bones. Yeah. Why is he not bigger? I mean, he's got that massive podcast. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. 
Okay, so Isaac's in church, he's freaking out, uh, pretty obvious stuff, but funny. The throwing up bit I liked because it looked really realistic. I think there is, a, bearing in mind there's been this, I can't remember whereabouts it is, but the sledge ride, sleigh ride bit, mm. which would kill a man. Mm. We are leaning into cartoony stuff, the micro machines and whatnot. But when he vomits on the floor of the church, it's not like tons of, it's just really realistic. Like you've had too much drugs and so you've thrown up the little bit of food you had at the party. <laughs> Yeah, and the whole the whole bit with the baby and when uh, yeah. when his wife goes stop hissing. <laughs> I'd forgotten that you can hiss at someone. And it is quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the gang get back together. Here we go. So we're going to get to our law point, which is the fight on the tube, and everybody confronting everybody else about the things that they find deficient in them. So for Chris, that's being confronted about the steroids. And he's just like, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> that's quite a bit. So I think that's quite refreshing in a way. He's like, yeah, no, I am on them. Yeah, you got me kind of thing. And that's kind of it. So it means that all it would take is for his friends to call him out and he's going to tell his mum and he's going to tell the truth. Yeah, I don't know. That's It's very odd because you're with him for this movie and he's literally on cloud nine. He's so happy with the way his career's going. Yeah. Yes, it's because of drugs. Yeah. But... I mean, the aftermath of this movie, the bit at the end where he's like, yeah, and she's, it's, it's not him who says it, let's remember, it's his mum who goes, and yeah. it's going to be even tougher when you have to tell the world. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, bloody hell, like, the next, like, your life is possibly over after this movie. I thought, because I was in the right mood for it, he's a, he's aging out for a sports star anyway, because mm. he's at the, you know, top end of where people would be in that age bracket. So he tells the world that he's on steroids. He gets really great PR and really good management through that. And everyone's like, thank you for your honesty. Then he does his remorseful whatever. And then he's probably just a commentator and he's fine. Okay. I think if he'd been in his prime and he was never any good, he Mm. was 21 and he was only good because of steroids, then he's fucked because he's got nothing to fall back on. But a nice dose of honesty, a few revealing articles, let come into my beautiful home, listen to all the mistakes I've made. And then before you know it, either a reality show, like really at the very least, or... BBC Gravy Train. Do you know what I mean? I mean, honestly, you know what I'm like about... Gravy habit? Trains. Gravy Trains. <laughs> yep, I love that. Love a prawn ring. Love a gravy train. Uh, but I like the I like the fact that the lasting emotion of this movie is one of joy and feel-goodness. That's true. That is true. You know how important that is to me. I do, at this time of year. Exactly. That's why I hate your interpretation of the end of Seven, because <laughs> I found... The only glimmer of hope in that bleak ending. <laughs> so and sweet. you snatched it away you from do me. First. He's going for a nice meal with that man. Yeah, I didn't know he was going to jail. He's I going they, to jail too. Because the captain goes on, we're going, don't worry about yeah. him. We're going to look after him, which to me. Representation. He's no, going to get him a good lawyer. No, it means that he's, he's going to get be diminished responsibility. After. That's what he's going to get. He's going to get, like, whatever it is on the grounds of diminished responsibility. And Who what knows? happens then? Does he still have to be in a. You get a reduced sentence. Okay. If he pleads guilty. Please, not guilty they'll throw the bucket (laughs) (laughs) write it down just in case so we get to the party now we are not sure about it boo boo party do you know what i was i was reading this article about when punch drunk tried to team up with the people that made what's the real life pokemon game called pokemon go where you do Mm. in real life Whoever made that tried to do a team up with Punch Drunk for Tell years. us who Punch Drunk is if people don't know what Punch Sorry, Drunk is. Sorry, that's Westminster Bubble. Fuck, fuck you, Vicky hell. Crompton. Jeez, Sorry. You've changed. I have. You've changed. <laughs> Punch Drunk is an immersive theatre company yes. that is very successfully run a number of shows. And the point is you're in a contained space and the actors interact with you and you're, you take... you 
get involved in the story in a piecemeal way, so it's not a linear narrative. But also, you're anonymous in it. You get to wear a mask, which is the yeah. best part about it. Because some immersive theatre, you can see other people's faces. And you don't want to see other people's faces, and also you don't want to have to get involved if you don't want to. Enforced yeah. fun, fuck that. Yes, punch drunk isn't like that. You you're anonymous. Away. Don't even know who the other people you came with are. No, because you're are. encouraged to split up, which I you think are. is really wise. I, know I, do. I don't like going around with someone else. No. Um, they wanted to do a team up, so punched up like we want to move away from having masks. We want to go out into the real world and imagine if Pokemon Go was real, kind of thing. And you can find stuff, and so actors would come up to you. You've got to pick up the phone in the phone box. All of it, like those are the ideas. Yeah, they tested it in London. And it didn't work. And one of the things that they weren't expecting that some of the you know during the consultation process was not everybody feels really comfortable with someone coming up to them on the street and they, they kind of not not that they'd not thought about it but it was a real blocker so when I saw those boys in this film walking into that shop I'm me a woman and it's dark and a man goes go into that back room no I'm not going to do that but men these men do and so it's interesting that the punch drunk thing was like someone's got to come up to you like sorry a real life example when they were testing it they can an actor says to the person who's a player go down the alleyway through Covent Garden and you will find a secret door and he was like oh brilliant this is amazing and as he's going down the alleyway it was uh, quite late at night and there was a woman <laughs> she was having a shit in the alleyway because it's a public space she wasn't expecting to be caught he wasn't expecting that no one can anticipate for like the public Public. Hmm. So he didn't walk down the alleyway, obviously, because it's rude and weird and it kind of wrecked the whole vibe of the thing. But it's just interesting that, you know, that that I don't know that, that I wouldn't do it. Like come through to the back room. I love immersive theatre and I love a party. And I don't think I would go into that room on the direction of this man. This was in London. Yeah, it was a years ago. It was like the after, just after COVID. Someone doing having a shit in I an alley. That. I mean, come on! Like we've all had a wee in an alley for yeah, sure. Absolutely, but people you know, have weed between parked cars. There's I've loads of pubs in Covent Garden as well. Just nip in. A shit. I know. How confident or how drunk do you need to be to be like this is fine? <laughs> I don't like that story. I know. I'm so sorry. It's fine. I knew you would. I mean, it's Christmas. Should we just say she was having a Christmas wee and it was fine? It's too late. <laughs> Anyway, where vision and dreaming meets the real world mm. and everything gets crushed and changed and altered. They did say at the end of the article they won't they don't see after the burnt city, next production will be mask free. So you might Why? Like, I don't know, they just think it's the next level. Like it's just you know, you have to connect with it more. So. It's, um, it's a back step. Back, yeah. I'm sorry, punch drunk, but it's a backward step and um, we're pulling uh, out of the ultimate werewolf collaboration <laughs> we discussed. So I like the tunnel, but it looks cheap. I like the Polar Express thing, it does look cheap. James Franco though, oh man, I'm s i am I mean a lot of people are I'm over him. It's just a bit too in as well. It's like well Yeah, here's we, your buddy. It's like. exactly that's the problem. It's like it's Seth Rogan's mate and you're just like, oh, what did you just pick up the phone and go, listen, we just we got this role. James, yeah. you wanna come down? Yeah. I like the menage a trois thing. He's like, I'll take you home, I'll take you home. That's quite fun. Uh but I'm happy to see Miley Cyrus. You seem sad to see Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I do think she's good at everything she does. Yeah, I mean, she's a good actress. That uh, Black Mirror episode yeah, she great. was in was great. great. But, uh, yeah, I just... It's all its all just very commercial. There's no danger. There's, you know, I mean, I guess Jimmy Butler, whoever he is, I guess he's a famous American footballer, is in the office Christmas party. No, but we don't like that. But do we? we don't know who he is because yeah. we don't know what that is. And uh, Miley Cyrus, is just, it just feels really... Like, if she's at the party, this party has clearly been funded. There's a lot of money to, like, get Miley Cyrus in. And she's like a commercial pop star. There's no edge, there's no danger. It feels very corporate. That's true, very safe. Mm, that's why I don't like it. And Wrecking Ball, yes, it's a great song, but I actually wrote down, I was looking through my notes going, 
Oh, I wrote down I really like that scene with the proposal on stage with Wrecking Ball. I don't think I do now. Well, it's got a good payoff. So the proposal is sweet. You do get, because of Joseph Gordon-Levitt also, I love a proposal. So you get, if you were in the crowd, you'd get swept up in that and you'd be like, yay. But when she says yes, but then she says no, that's much better. Like Mm. when she says, it's really good dialogue that I can't remember it precisely, but it's basically your life is changing and you're trying to you're like you're trying to hang on to me because everything's changing for you and so you want me because that's familiar and nice and I do that so I recognise that yeah, yeah it's really good very grown up what who do you hang on to what do you hang on to no I was thinking about it like just I think it's basically how I ended up married because my life was changing in a way I wasn't comfortable with and I was like I will just fucking lasso this in and change it in this other way and then feel more grounded I was very open about that but it is weird to see it. In a Hollywood Christmas film. <laughs> Why? Because... I felt very seen. Right. Yeah. I do what he does. Everything's changing. Oh, my God, do this then. Like, hang on to this thing and make it bigger and better so everything feels fine again. Very romantic. <laughs> what, me being married? I don't know. The, the way you described, I thought I'd just lasso this thing. <laughs> just sounded beautiful. I think it's why a lot of people get married. <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ethan is obviously devo about all of this. So it's time for a chat with Mr Green. Uh, he loves the great Gatsby. This is his party. I was very surprised the first time I saw this, which is nice. Um, and then with some very powerful weed, Ethan remember his first Christmas. I hate the wig. <laughs> the wig pisses me off. But... It is sweet that his friends are like, oh, dude, this terrible thing has happened and we will be here for you. Right. So this is a thing. And I I agree. I think it is really sweet. But I think I'm sort of trying trying to... I guess I was trying to work out whether this happened... Would this happen in the UK? And I think this is a really American thing. I think the idea of your mates turning up and going, let's take you out on Christmas Eve, it just feels there's something American about it. Don't what, look the, like the that because turning... this makes me feel like this would happen in the UK except to me because I have no friends. I would come round to your house if you, if you fucking went through something as disastrous as that. Of course I would. would you'd let me know you were coming then? Of course I would, right. yeah, because our comfort levels are different. I'm not going to knock on your door. I'm not a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. well, that's really I'm sweet. not trying to sell you a J-cloth. I would let you know I was coming, right? Who knocks on someone's door? Obviously you're. Okay, that's great. But you would come round if something bad happened. Of course I would. I would oh. run round. Mm. And actually... Actually, if I messaged you and you ignored me, I would definitely come round. So I've kind of told you. Okay. And then if I knocked on your door and you didn't let me in, then I'd start to get mad with you. Yeah. And then it would undo all the feelings of wanting to help you. Oh. Just so you know. Okay. So let me in, is what I'm saying. Well, I would absolutely let you in because if I was in a dark place and you came round... I would be the best thing. You would be the best thing and we would sit and play Ultimate Werewolf (laughs) and I'd feel just a lot better. Because it's such a... It's such a great game. It's, it's such it's a great intense. Do you know what? Because I found, and I've only just been introduced to it, but doesn't it just bring the whole family together at Christmas? <laughs> it, it is the perfect stocking filler. <laughs> Alex, can you tell me, is it widely available? It's available everywhere, Vicky. Absolutely everywhere. Now, I know that times are tight at the moment. What's that coming in at? Oh, only about fifteen ninety nine. <laughs> It's available on Amazon as that well. Is so on next day delivery, Prime. <laughs> you will arrive before Christmas. <laughs> so I've got lots of makeup on, so don't make me laugh it off. 
Okay, so cold light of day. We're going to find a way forward. Ethan, stop moping you know, just because your parents were totaled. <laughs> but in fairness, right, his parents, I love the line. This, you know, very personal to me is like something unnormal, abnormal or whatever he says. Something not normal happened to me. Um, and that does make you feel a bit odd and a bit sort of on a ledge and hard to connect and find a way through it. But his parents have been dead for 14 years. His life is going to pass him by if he doesn't kind of sort things out. Isaac confesses he's scared about being a dad to his wife who's a dragon because he's still tripping his nuts off. <laughs> She's really understanding about that. In fact, really, fuck her for expecting, for not saying anything or whatever it is. Um, even though she went into fake labour and he wasn't fucking there. But never mind, more on that. And Chris tells his mum about the steroids and she's amazing about it. And Ethan gets back with Diana. Of course he does. That was very easy. Mm, what do you think about him turning up at her house on Christmas Day, though? That's a well, big swing. Well, as previously discussed, mm. it is quite a big swing. Probably it's the one day where you can turn up because someone's definitely going to be in and you go, you do kind of have to invite them in and you're feeling quite generous. So. No, though, it's that whole thing. He's never met her parents and now he's like, I'd like to meet the parents. Yeah, and she it. might be like, well, why don't you wait till I ask you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they sing a one-year-old to sleep. Not like that, you don't. <laughs> and then, oh, I don't like that. No, this weird. is is this the fast forward to one year later? One yeah. year, I don't like that. I also don't like the fact that on Christmas Day they're still wearing the Christmas jumpers that they've worn on the night out because those things are going to stink. Yeah, at they're very, that point. Christmas jumpers are always super scratchy, aren't they? So, super cheap. I made of polyester. Yeah. So you're going to sweat. Yeah. I mean, Seth Rogen's been sweating profusely throughout <laughs> this movie. I just change. Yeah. Tracy Morgan is Santa. That's not as funny as I think everyone thinks it is. Mm. Uh, that's the end of the film. There we go. Well done. Thank you. Uh, what was your best scene? Are we doing the bits? Yeah, Which sorry. Is, I just, no, did I, just, I say that? It was very organic. You just sort of slid into them. <laughs> uh, Let's do the bits. Great. Let's do the bits. All right, Alex, no. what was your now best make, scene? Now you're making it seem like I've pulled you up on something. I wasn't doing no, that. No, I, do, I don't feel like I that. was complimenting you on how seamlessly, if anything. Thank I was you. Just, really developed. I've just, I've, you know, obviously the, the buzzword is the bit, so I was just sort of throwing it in on top of what you'd said. It's because you've got it written down where I go, now let's do the bits. Yeah, yeah. It says, <laughs> Victoria says. Victoria Crompton says. Uh, the best scene in this movie, um, it surprised me because I told you I was enjoying this movie a lot more this time. I hadn't enjoyed the party. I'd forgotten this bit entirely. But I love a movie that is very much based in reality, a hyper-reality, a heightened reality, but it is based in reality. The moment Michael Shannon's wings appear and he turns into an uh -huh. angel, it got me on an emotional <laughs> level. I went... <laughs> Just that little bit of magic, that yeah. little bit of fantastical stuff in this. Christmas Otherwise, magic, I was yeah. just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's very and funny. he's like, I think he says, like, I think I finally earned these. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a great moment. So yeah, that bit, it actually made me well up. Mine's the Santa fight uh, because it sums up the themes of the movie. It's, it's re con consistently funny for the whole three minute scene. Everyone's good in it. Uh, it kind of pops, whereas some things don't, but they should. So that's my favourite scene. Mm. what's your most valuable whatever I don't even think I have to ask um, it's very close to being Michael Shannon really mm, no, it's not big fan it's not no okay. I don't think the, I think everyone assumes it's really easy acting fucked on drugs in a movie <laughs> yeah. I don't think it is no. and I certainly don't think the range Seth Rogen has you name a drug and he can act like he is wasted on that specific drug whether it's cocaine mushrooms like pills, 
uh, weed, booze. He's just got range when it comes to being <laughs> fucked. And he's so funny. That scene, it was almost my best scene. The scene in the back of the limo where he's trying to act normal. <laughs> That's brilliant. And it's like you look worse. Only one of your eyes is working. <laughs> it's such a good scene. So it's Seth Rogen. Okay. Mine's Michael Shannon. Mm. That is just extraordinary. He looks so, like, filthy in a weird <laughs> way. What would you change? Uh, it's I, I told you I went early. The party. If you're going to literally start this movie with the most mythical party, the greatest night ever, the best party in the world, and we're going to talk a lot about this on Thursday, you got to have a good party. you got to shoot the shit out of that party. <laughs> this party has to be a party that people go, have you seen the party scene? In a night before, the night before, it is next level and it's not. Truth. It's rubbish, it's sparsely populated and <laughs> it just made me go, bleh. You didn't want to be there. All right, so here we go. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? Of course, Isaac can't be given the drugs, right, by his lovely wife. Oh, you said you were going to mention that. That's absolutely fucking ridiculous. And the thing is, I do get... He's been reading a lot of books. He's been working really hard for the baby. Fuck, 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 right? She's eight months pregnant also, right, fine, I disagree with that in principle. It's a very unusual for an eight-month pregnant person to be like, I will take the risk. Then she goes into fucking fake labour. I'll take the risk that you're going to get so messed up that if anything happens, you won't be there. That feels a bit wild. But whatever, fine, he's got his reward. But with the little character notes that are in the script, it doesn't make sense, right? Because if he takes them from an old stash that's in their house because he is terrified of being a dad and he's like I deserve this one last night out right then he gets wasted so when he runs into his wife at church he's like pretending to not be wasted because he doesn't want her to see that he's gone off the rails for one final night they can make up at the end and she could be like you deserve it you can have this one night even though P.S. I did go into labour by the way and you weren't there mm. but the fact that it all it all works for the film because if he's terrified of the baby he could be like, oh, there's the stash. I shouldn't take it. Oh, but I'm scared of having a baby, so I will do it. To be gifted it by your very pregnant wife is mental. And it would be better if when he sees her at church, she's not like, are you fucking wasted? He's like, I'm fine. And he has to do the acting of pretending not to be fine. Yeah, that's so the funniest that, scene as well. Yeah, it's, it's just mad. So, And then she could be like, oh, you're high. You are a bad dad. They fall out. He redeems himself. Whatever, whatever, whatever. The first time I saw this film, when she went up to him, she went, you've worked so hard. Like, she's eight months pregnant. Have these drugs. Good luck, soldier. See you when I see you. That is crackers. <laughs> it, no. I, I really, really hate it. And it made me not love the film the first time. And then the second time I saw it, I was like, I just can't believe that. You must write it a different way and be like, would anyone do right? Hey, would anyone do that? No, that's never happened. I'm telling you that's never happened. Because by the logic of the film, the worst possible outcome does happen. She does go into labour and her husband is too fucked to be there. So she wouldn't risk it. She just wouldn't. All that's right. it, sorry. No, it's oh, fine. God. It's fine. You've released. You've released that. Yeah. Great stuff. It's a mistake. We are done then. That is the night before. So let's look ahead to next week's clash. Do you have a clue? I really do. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> I want to show it you first. Is that right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? I think if you deliver it a little bit like Scylla Black would have said it. No, I'll do it way out. Vicky Crumpton will All right. do it. <laughs> All right, fucking hell. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Big I didn't re didn't realise you. I don't had... want, you're always trying to like railroad me into doing an impression, and I'm not going <laughs> to. Fine, 
we're finally having a lot of fun. <laughs> it's fucking great. Isn't it good? Let other people say it. You know how I feel about that. Let other people say how great it is. I just think sometimes, you know, if you're not going to advocate for yourself, then who is? So that's one more time. (laughs) We're finally having a lot of fun. (laughs) That's your clue. There you go. For next week's pairing, have a guess on our Twitter where we are at ClashPod. So we're going to be back on Thursday talking office Christmas party and seeing which film of the pair is going to be the victor in our final Merry Clashmas Christmas countdown until then please subscribe on Apple Spotify wherever you get your pods follow us on Twitter Instagram and TikTok at ClashPod till Thursday Merry Christmas have a great week Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.